Larson didn't like the man he was questioning and was struggling to keep his temper down. First, the guy was grinning, and most people being questioned in this room were as far from grinning as could be. Second, the guy had not one, but three power attorneys sitting in a row beside him. Larson had mentally dubbed them Huey, Louie, and Dewey. Third, the guy was wearing a suit that must have cost at least a week's pay for a cop like Larson, and was a far more expensive one than even the high-priced attorneys wore. But worst of all, the guy didn't seem at all put out by the fact that he had caused the death of three people. Larson had served in Iraq and seen the casual way some people accepted loss of life, but the civilian world was supposed to be different. This was Maine, after all, where the deaths of three people made a shocking impact. This guy was all wrong for the laid-back Maine life. He was a high-rolling financial type and would have been more at home on Wall Street. But here he was, and Larson knew he was well-connected with the political machine in Augusta, as well as the top money interests in the state. The guy had to know what this was about, what he'd done, but he was sure he wouldn't be punished in any way for it, and that smile was something Larson ached to wipe off his face. Mr. Roth, is there something that amuses you about these proceedings? Larson was not entirely able to keep the acid from his voice. Roth's grin grew wider. I just want to know why you made me call the boys here to come have a chat. They cost a lot of money, and I've got businesses to run. Larson stared him down. We're talking to you because three people are dead. Two adults and a child. Phone records show that you were the last call made, right about the time of death. Roth shrugged. What did you talk about? One of the attorneys leaned over to whisper in Roth's ear. He nodded, then spoke. I told him we were taking the house back, because he wasn't paying, and that if he didn't get out, I'd send the cops by to kick him out. Larson squeezed the pencil he was holding so hard he almost snapped it in half. Are you aware that Mr. Hennessy was a decorated war veteran? That he was wounded while serving his country? What's that got to do with anything? A crease formed along Roth's brow. He was having trouble paying because his wounds meant he couldn't work, and his wife was ill. Your taking his house meant his family had no place to go, nothing left, not even a roof overhead anymore. It sent him over the edge, and he shot his wife and daughter, and then himself, because he was in despair. He left a brief note to that effect. So? Larson had a fleeting image of himself driving the pencil into Roth's eye. So three people are dead because of you, Mr. Roth, because you made a phone call. Another attorney leaned forward with his mouth open, but Roth cut him off with a wave of his hand. It's not a crime to kick someone out of their house when they don't pay. Do you even care? The third attorney chimed in so he could earn his fee. Of course Mr. Roth cares, but actually I don't. Roth's gaze was steady. As a businessman, I'm an apex predator, top of the food chain. I have to be. Everyone's got a sob story for why they can't pay, and I really don't care. If they don't pay, out they go. 
End of story. Larson spoke very quietly. Except it's not the end of the story. This is. Larson removed several copies of photos from the folder before him and turned them toward Roth. See that body there, the little one? That was his daughter, Amelia, Mr. Roth. Nine years old. Nine. Wiped out because you pushed her daddy a little too hard when he was down. Take a good look at what your predator practices do to people, sir. The three attorneys had been shocked into silence.